Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Hit Factor. Tonight, we're having a, a really good time. Everybody's feeling really good. Uh, we have everybody on deck. Jeremy Reed. What's up? I'm trying to remember everybody else's name. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, J- Jason Bradley and uh, Jared Fox. And I'm Jeff Cawthon. So, Jeff Tiger Princess Cawthon. That's right. Don't you forget it. You might know his uncle, Jeff Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a couple of, I don't know if they're good topics, but we got some. And then we also have a feeler yeah, they're good out. good topics. We have a feeler out on the Facebook page of people throwing up some stuff that just really grinds their gears. So we may throw those in there, too, if we uh, run out of stuff to ramble on about. So, first topic. What is it, Jared? I didn't know it was my turn to pick. (laughs) I think we were going to talk about the uh, Instagram... Like little Instagram run competition thing that's been going around right lately. Instagram challenges. Is what is there we go. Yes. Okay. So someone puts up a challenge, and they say, "I can do four aces in one point seven seconds." And they put it up there, and they <laughs> challenge that would be everybody else legit. to do it. Yeah, that would be pretty legit, honestly. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't really matter who you are. Um, they put it up, and then everyone else goes and does these challenges. And most people, honestly, most people that post their results for those challenges are doing stuff that I can't do. Like, I, I can't hit those numbers. <clears throat> what do you all think about that? Why not? Why can't you hit him? Because I'm just slow. Are you quitting? Why would I quit? Because you suck. Have you considered getting better at shooting? Y'all are terrible friends. (laughs) No, what do do y'all think about that? Jason has a strong opinion about this. People, okay, people that I'm... No, I'm not going to say that. I'm a, I'm, I've had a little bit to drink, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Let's People see what you Jason find yourself to superior say. to. Because well, somebody... Ask... Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to ask a question. Jeff, so if, if when you see those numbers and you can't hit... Okay, so the, the four aces, what is the what was the number that was put up? 225, something like that, for seven yards, all A's? Wasn't that it? Two, two and a half, something like that? I don't know. Well, how do you, Okay, so how do you know you can't hit it then? I'm just talking about Instagram challenges in general. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so why don't you try to get better and, and hit those numbers? It, it doesn't mean a lot, to be honest with you, to, to be able to draw at .8 versus doing a solid one-second draw. We all know that, but I'm just curious, like, certain certain things you need to try to push the speed down. So why don't you just try to push the speed down? Like, I've, I tried to get Jared, uh, Jeff to shoot faster, to literally pull the trigger faster. Yeah. Jeff pulling the trigger is 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 painful to watch. Yeah. It's so like, J- boom. Jason, 
<laughs> Boom. <laughs> he calls. Boom. He calls me. I'm on my ra- on my way to the range one day, and he called me. He called me because he was concerned about how slow I pulled the trigger. And he was like, "Yeah, man. When you when you think about pulling the trigger, you just gotta you gotta think about like like what do you think about when you like how fast do you think about pulling the trigger?" And I was like, I, "I don't know. Just like as fast as I can." He's like, "No, but but if you like." made the sound of like of like the trigger how, how, what would it sound like and uh, I, was like, I don't know and he's like well it needs to be like that's not quite that is, how it went but it's still it's some fairly accurate coaching that's from almost, jason bradley almost exactly how it sounded he was like so and then he sent me a text it was like so if you're looking, if you want to learn to shoot faster, you need to email Jason Bradley for coaching. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so his that theory email? was you got to think about you. Well, this, okay, so you want it to no. sound that fast. No, all right. So Jeff and I were shooting with another buddy, and um, Jeff splits. He he made the comment that he's not very fast, and so we all ran the drill and saw the splits, and they weren't very fast. I don't remember what they were, but I, I think. Were they sub two second, Jer- uh, Jeff? Yeah, they were sub two. like eighteen or nineteen splits. Okay. That's, okay. that's what I run. Well, dude, I, I I have a friend up here that he can't pull. I've tried it with him before, and he can't go faster than point two five. Can't do it. But you're you're oh. you're complaining about his eighteen nineteen splits? No, 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 no. He was he's the one that brought it up or was talking about it. I I I told him I, I said, dude, point one eights will are not holding you back at all. Your low left hit. Why did hit. you call him to tell yeah, him about how slow he is? Story. Tell the story. So yeah. I was at the range the next day with another guy that I know, and he happened to bring up the same topic, and it was the guy that was doing point two fives. And so he was just pulling the trigger, and he he's the one that came out. And he goes, man, I just want to pull the trigger, but it's like I just can't do it. And he was like, all I can do is boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, well, if you're saying it that slow, maybe that's why. Maybe your brain's not thinking, thinking of it in faster terms. And I was like, I mean, you just said boom, boom. And he's like, well, yeah. And I was like, that's about the pace you're pulling the trigger at. I said, say it louder or say it faster. It's say boom, boom as fast as you can and then try to pull the trigger faster. And it literally worked for him right there. It I, think I, figured, I think I figured something out here, Jason. I, I realized why you can pull the trigger so fast. We're like me and Jeff and Jeremy. We have a lot of thought process that goes into pulling the trigger. We have to think about it. You don't have anything going on in between the years, or you just yanking on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay, well, here's another perspective, right? So, like, anyways, who... I called Jeff. I said, "Hey, this this guy literally just this just happened, and he was thinking. I mean, he was pulling it slow, and I he anyways, and we went through that progression, and he started pulling the trigger fairly fast, and I don't remember what they were. I don't care, but um." And so I was like, well, maybe that'll work. Maybe it's that simple. If you're just thinking about it slow and you don't actually, because I mean, have you guys never just put ammo in the mag, went up to the berm and just seen how fast you can pull the trigger and you get, you know, you have to work through the tensing up and all that stuff. And then you're just trying to, then you relax and you kind of work through the process of seeing how fast you can pull the trigger. And then you get a benchmark and then you try to get it faster. Y'all have never worked through that? I have. It just doesn't get any faster. So again, this is something that if you can pull 0.18 splits, you're fine. There's that's not holding you back. Being able to pull one six splits is not going to win you any kind of matches. I can't imagine that would make the difference in any match. What but, about elevens? 
There, well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But then let's keep them on the paper, you know. If you can put on the 11s and keep them on the paper and keep alphas, you know, maybe that's something. But I'm shot, I shot a match with Hopkins, and he was pulling like 12 splits on some targets. But, so, anyways, that's how that went down. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what does this What's have to do that? with Instagram challenges? Yeah. Well, I was, okay, so I was asking Jeff, why doesn't he try to get faster if he's slow? Like, you're a good shooter, so just try to get faster. But as far as what my opinion is on him, I think I don't actually watch many, many shooting stuff on Instagram. When I see somebody put something on Instagram, I usually go past it for a couple reasons. I don't want to watch someone that's not good and then be like, oh, you're not good. I, I mean, and I don't mean that to be mean. Like, there's certain times where I, 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 I do get mean about it, but – if it's a normal person that's just trying to good, I don't want to be like, oh, man, that's really not a good run. You know what I mean? I don't want to think that way about that because I know I have some that look like that. <laughs> and then if they look really hot, if it looks really hot fire, then I don't want to get like, oh, crap, this guy that I know that I shoot with, man, he's really he's getting he's he's closing the gap on me. And I now I've got to push harder and then my shit falls apart. So I don't watch very many Instagram shooters. Um, and then there's the ones where. They try to look like they're pros and they suck, and that one just annoys me. <laughs> Any anybody in particular, or oh, there's a lot in particular. Don't <laughs> you tell us about some of these people? Oh, I better not say any names. I mean, it, I'll say this: if you're a, a good shooter, I'm not talking about you. But if you're not a good shooter and you're trying to act like you're a good shooter or a, the authority um, on anything, well, or you're trying to pimp a piece of gear, it it it. It kind of annoys me. Well, they're sponsored, so they must be good. Okay, so so then so there's this thing. Then I guess what it sounds like, Jason, is that there's a certain level of shooter that it's okay for them to post videos on Instagram. So what what is the cutoff point for the shooter that can post Instagram videos, challenges, hot fire takes, stuff like that? need to be multi-time national champ no i have no i don't care anybody can post pictures i just told you what i don't watch and what i do watch if a top level shooter puts a, a video up i usually watch it but if somebody's at my level or below i don't watch it you don't watch and any of my shit you don't watch any of or it. mine you two guys i probably i take that back i probably and, and jeff i'll our uh whatever your name is up top right corner jeremy i'll probably watch your stuff too but so you really well, think we're better all better than, than you, right? We're not competing against each other uh, as of now. But if somebody's at, at a GM level that I'm shooting against, it's again, I usually don't watch it um, just because, like I said, if they're if they're running hot, if it's if it's awesome, then I'm like, I don't want to have to like make myself think I've got to push harder and then have my the wheels fall off. So. So you feel like your mental game is so weak that if you even see somebody yes. that's a good shooter, like yes. you're gonna fall apart. Yes, so there's a book out now that uh, that Ben and Joel wrote uh, called Match Mentality. Like you might, I would check into that. Thank you. <laughs> who, who was that? Ben who? Ben and Joel? I don't know those guys. Ben Steve Steger. Steger. It's Stoegger. It's Stoegger. Oh Stoegger. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sto-Eager. he's from Wisconsin or something. He's like from the Cheesehead land. What the so fuck could he know? Right. Shoot. I don't what know. It's like a shotgun. 
But yeah, so I mean, the no. The point is, no, here's my point. I'm going to make my point. Hold it. Here's my point. If you're doing online Instagram challenges, that's great. Spend a couple couple minutes doing an online Instagram challenge. But I think, for the most part, spend your time practicing some skills that are going to help you place higher at matches. Okay, real quick. So after I just got done talking crap, Jeff, I posted something a couple weeks ago on this four aces drill. Um, but I didn't ask you to. You just started filming me, and you got that on tape. We were out there at the range. There was me, you, and another person, and we were just running things that whatever we were we were done for the day. And we were like, let's do this, and we would run something three times each. And then we would switch to something different, and um, just I was like, well, I'll post it because that's the hotness right now. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to yeah. sound like a, a hypocrite. So. I, I would agree with I, am uh, I don't I don't think there's a lot of value in the drill itself so I wouldn't go shoot like uh, four aces a hundred times in a row in practice to get a good run but if it motivates you to go out and shoot and try and even dry fire and get some draws and reloads like that it, it can be good yeah I think so I think the the challenges are good to give you feedback to see where you're at okay so it's like you go out you run the drill like oh i'm a tenth of a second slower than most people which apparently is me you know that's that's good feedback don't i just think it's it's poor use of your time to go out and video for half an hour and try to get a run that looks baller like I guess it, it's cool. It is cool. It's cool on Instagram. But it's I don't think it's helping you place better at matches. Jeff, I think you're completely soft-pedaling your position on this because earlier today we were talking about it and you weren't quite so nice about it. What did I say? Basic, basically, your stance was that... Let's read what you said, uh, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> read me what I said. Was, your stance was basically like, yeah, it's crazy that these people are posting these runs where they try to make themselves look like hot stuff, and then they go to, and then you look at their place in the nationals, and they're like, they don't even do, like, they can't even do well. So, but they have this, they put across this persona that they're really awesome, and they're not actually awesome. And you did not like that very much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still feel that way. That didn't, that didn't change. Why, yeah, why you got to soft pedal it? I was just trying to give some like positive it, feedback. For it's okay here. to have an opinion here. I, w- I want I want those people to do better. The one thing that the recording of stuff of these drills or anything, and if you're really going to post it or you're, you think you're going to post it, is is I think it does amp up the pressure on you a little bit, or it can. Yeah. And well, so maybe, adding yeah. finding ways to add pressure is is never a bad thing, and then working through it. Maybe, so there's, a, there's a pro out of the whole thing. Maybe I'm just pissed off because I can't do it as fast as they can. Who knows? That's my guess. Yeah? Yeah. It's, Jeremy, it's what about jealousy. you? That could be it for sure. So, Jeremy, uh, after you called me and Jeff out, I really want to hear what you got to say. 
Well, so I was I was hoping that you guys were going to like actually give an opinion, not like just kind of soft pedal this, because then I could give an opposing opinion. So, like, I mean, I'm totally cool with the the Instagram thing. Uh, I mean, I think it's funny that what what's the okay? The original drill was four aces, right? It was Ben's four aces, and then some other shooter uh, came and like renamed it something else, right? Like this two reload two drill, and they tr- they tried to name it something else, like. Okay, you probably should have just said that was Ben's drill. Like you shouldn't have just tried to make it look like. So that was kind of. I thought that was kind of. That was kind of chickeny. But uh, what, you're gonna you're gonna beat around the bush now. I'm not beating around the chickeny. bush. What's chickeny? I don't know who. Came, I don't know who came up with it. Uh, I mean, bullshit. Ben came up with the four bullshit. aces. <laughs> but you forget how much I've had to drink, Jeremy. <laughs> And Jeff's a master at going back through text messages and finding what you said. <laughs> he is, he loves the search. Fun. He loves shit. the search function. Uh, he does love that. Uh, but I mean, like, I think if the Instagram deal motivates you to get on the range, then like, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, at some point, yeah, if you're posting stuff that's like makes you look like world beater, like, and you're not, then that. I mean, that's fine. At least you're out there doing something. It's better than what you lazy people have been doing the last two weeks. All of you have true. given up. True. I shot yesterday. 100% true. Yeah, yeah Jeff. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> yeah, at least they're doing something. Uh, I mean, I will say for myself, like, uh, I've posted a couple of dry fire videos, which dry fire videos are the worst. Like, but, like, uh, Jared asked how I how I reloaded uh, with the bullets out and I was like, well, I don't, I don't know exactly what my, I think I know what my hand does. I don't know exactly. So I got my phone out and put it in slow motion, Jeff, which is a really cool thing to have on your phone. Uh, <laughs> it was able to, you know, get a video of it like in slow motion so that you could see yeah. what I did do with my hand. Uh, and that, that was cool. Specifically, I was asking how you've located the mag, if you hit it with your thumb or if you came in from the side. Yeah. Yeah. And I hit, I, I mean, mentally, I, I intend to try and hit it. My thumb is what I want to have it hit it first. Um, and so took a video to see if that's what was happening, and that pretty well confirmed it. But it was, I mean, it did at least motivate me, like, hey, I need to get up and dry fire a little bit, make sure I can hit at least a couple loads in a row. Uh, and then trying to work through, I've worked through a couple of, like, 180 traps and stuff through dry fire, and it's like, well, it's been a good motivating factor to to make myself want to dry fire. Uh, so I guess if you find motivation through the Instagram videos, it, it can be a positive for you. But, I also you know, place like zero stock in the Instagram challenge as far as like deciding who's a good shooter. I think that's, I think that's well, totally bogus, but otherwise. Well, you, you, yeah, I agree with that. Cause you talk something like, uh, four aces or two reload two or whatever you want to call it is a, a guy that's pounding out in two seconds or whatever odds are that those skills themselves aren't going to translate enough to a match to make a difference in the score from a guy that shot it in 2.5 seconds. Yeah. What? You're the guy that shot it in 2.5. Okay, so comfortably, two aces, I would be like 2.3. That's That's good. That's fast. I could could probably go out and run it in 2.3, 2.4, just over and over and over. I'd probably be like 2.8. 
what were you running? So we were shooting that day, and Jeff was like, what do you run the El Prez in? Have you ever run it this? And I was like, I've never tried. And so we tried. What did you run the El Prez in, Jeff? What was your best, fi- fastest time? Forget points. Because, like, we ran it, in, like, it's fat, like, and weren't worried about points, and then we ran it with, like, solid points. Trying I don't to post. know. Do you remember? Okay. Oh, I don't really remember either. Yeah. My question was see if you could run it in under four. And you yeah. did. A bill drill? No. El Prez. Oh, El Prez. Yeah. Anyway, so in summarizing that, Jeff is just jealous because everyone can shoot faster than him. So Maybe okay. Jeff should practice more. Hey, well, you know, coronavirus. I've coronavirus. He doesn't want well, to. Well, but now's a good time to get out there and push on the stuff you're not good at and that you want to get gains on. That's my idea. I came up with that. Yeah. yeah. Totally. 100% <laughs> your idea, so, Jason. You know, like, now's the time to push and not care about, you know, mistakes, but learning from it. That's Jason Bradley's wisdom right there. Totally 100% from my brain. Some the same dude. brain that got us with, think about blah, whenever you want to shoot fast splits. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you know, talk, talking about the Instagram stuff, that's something uh, especially, specifically on a dry fire. Every once in a while, I'll see people post dry fire video, and like the form is not good. Like they're just slamming the gun around really hard, trying to beat a part time. Mm-hmm. And it's not beneficial to their actual shooting. That's the same people that will do like a, um, like a build drill, or not a build drill, a uh, El Prez and dry fire. They'll do it in like fucking three seconds flat, and then. There's no way they can actually shoot it in under five. Okay, I'll say this: like, like doing like an El Prez and dry fire. I always thought that was completely pointless. Like, like I don't even know. Like, I don't even understand what you're doing on like trying to set a part time on an El Prez and dry fire. Like, it's you can make any part time you want at that point. Basically, like you just kind of had to see a sight. So I always thought personally, like for me, any sort of part time like that that was like. Like something like that, I always thought it was completely pointless. Um, I don't. I also don't use a part timer very often in dry fire anymore. I did in my first couple of years, but at this point, it's like no. I just want to get solid. If I can just get a solid draw, like good grip on the gun every time, and a good reload every time, like a clean load, good enough. I don't care about that. Typically, for for my use in dry fire, I'll use a part time if I'm working on like draws or reloads or something that's you know has a pretty stationary fact to it. But outside of that, you know, it's it's essentially a start signal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might use a timer as, as a start and, timer. But. El Prez might not have been a great example, but the point I was making was that in dry fire, what, what you El, want to be pushing. There's people out there trying to push the El Prez dry fire to three seconds, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I think that person would be better off in doing a turn and draw to a single target and then reload back to a single target. And then use your part timer for that, because then you're, then you're not practicing cheating your press or cheating your transitions, um, in in an L press. Because uh, at, at some point, if you're if you're doing all those transition and all those trigger presses, quote unquote trigger presses, uh, in L press and dry fire, and you're trying to get a part time, you're just gonna cheat that stuff. Yep. Because you'll and meet the part time. Yeah, you'll cheat the stuff and you don't even know it, and then you'll get out there and you can't hit nothing. Um, at least that's my opinion on it. I, I agree. And that's the point I was trying to make is that you you do have to be mindful of your of your technique and stuff when you're dry firing. Yeah, that's why slow mo is awesome for dry fire. If you're gonna do dry fire, video it. 
uh, video in slow-mo and see see what stuff looks like. Mm-hmm. It can help a lot, maybe with some of those sloppy reloads that Jeff has. Yeah, don't send it to Jeremy and these guys. They'll eat you up. No, you can send it to us. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Send it to Jason yeah. directly. Bam, bam. Yeah, uh, Jason will give you great <laughs> feedback on it. Blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> what is that again? Okay. okay. So the next topic was what motivates you, right? Because we have this literal pandemic going on right now. And people like me and Jeremy, or not Jeremy, me and Jared and Jason have all slacked off because there's no matches coming up, right? So Yeah, then- so I think this topic of like motivation is, is actually a very interesting one, and it's actually probably a pretty healthy thing for people to do is figure out why they're in the sport, like what motivates them to be in the sport in the first place. Yes. Um, for some people, it's, it's I want to try to win, and they don't care about anything else. Like it doesn't have to be fun. They just want to win. Uh, for some people, it's the enjoyment of shooting. Uh, some people like the training. Some people like the social aspect, uh, all that. But I think like right now when there's no matches, it's kind of a good time to kind of figure out, okay, why am I actually, why am I actually doing this sport? Uh, so I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting thing to do, and it's probably a healthy thing to kind of help avoid burnout. If you know what motivates you, then you kind of know where to put your energies in the future and and how to keep yourself uh, from getting burnt out real bad. So what motivates so, you, Jeremy? What motivates me? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I kind of came to this conclusion a few. It was probably after the 2017 nationals. Um, I had a limited nationals. I I shot really poorly. It was at, you know last match of the year, and it was one of those. I've been in the sport long enough. I should have been better than I was. Uh, and it was one of those deals where I think a lot of people quit at that time. Like they they put in your your eight to nine, ten years. Like if you especially if you go hard, you're kind of at a point where if you haven't met the goals you want, then a lot of people quit and walk away from the sport. And that's pretty pretty common you don't see people that are in the sport for a long time that are kind of in that that range where i was at was like good but not great um and so it was it was really kind of this okay what why am i doing this what what do i why am i in this um and and for me it really it 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 comes down to i have to be doing something i'm trying to get better at uh if it's not something i'm trying to get better at then I'll, i'll just find something else um and so it was it was kind of for me coming to that realization is like you know what, if I, I am hyper competitive, I really want to like, I hate losing. Um, I really want to win. Um, but on a day in the day out basis, it motivates me is trying to figure out how to be good at something. Um, and the matches, the competition is what, how I prove if I'm good at something or not. And so that's, that's why I enjoy the competition so much. But for me, the motivation is, is just trying to get good and trying to excel at, excel at it. But for me, my, my main motivation is definitely match finishes, like how I do at large matches. I want to win matches. And that's not to say I don't enjoy the process of getting better or the social side of it with my local guys that I shoot with all the time. Uh, but it, it's definitely the the end result that I care about is matches. So where you talked about slacking off right now, I'm not practicing like I was, you know, five weeks ago, but I'm also, 
I'm still dry firing a reasonable amount. I'm probably shooting a little less than I would generally if this was just a lull in the season. But kind of right now, the uncertainty of not knowing when the next match is actually going to happen, uh, I'm not overly motivated at the moment to train really hard. Yeah, I guess, like, even if this entire season was, like, no matches for this season, I think I'd still be – I'm still going to keep training because it'll be back yeah. next season. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I'm – I'm still training. I'm dry firing two to three hours a week, and I'm trying to live fire once a week right now. Yeah. So it's probably still more training than most do, but it's not like I was getting ready for Area 6 where I was, you know, I was probably dry firing about double that and live firing double that plus shooting matches. So uh, so I got a question for you then, Jared. So what are you going to do if you're in this – if you get to the point where I was, if you're in the sport six, seven, eight years – and the match performance isn't isn't what you've expected with the effort you've put into it. Um, how do you think you're going to deal with that? I thought that is what I think is an interesting question. I think there's there's plenty of people out there that you know they reevaluate their goals and, mm-hmm. and why they're doing it. Because I mean I do enjoy it. So you know, ten years from now, I might just be one of those guys that just shoots locals and doesn't really train and just enjoys shooting. Or, you know, I'll keep pounding it out. If, uh, I'm sure there's going to eventually be a turning point for any of us where we, we're not going to train five days a week forever. Whatever. <laughs> you only train five days a week? Seven? There's seven days in a week, son. <laughs> well, I normally shoot matches the other two days. No, I'm just joking. I don't, I don't, I don't train seven but, days a week. I usually take Sundays I, off. But, you know, continuing on that, though, like right now, I still feel like there's a lot of potential to get better. There's there's plenty that I don't do well enough to finish better that I can still fix and work on. Yeah, you're definitely new enough in the sport that you can you can definitely see lots of gains, gains that should be able to be there. Um, I think that'd be interesting. I think that'd be interesting, like. I couldn't make the switch to just shooting just for fun. Like just just shooting like just locals and don't I don't care at all if I'm good or not. I don't think I can ever make that. So I think once I stop stop trying to be good, I'll probably be done with the sport. Um maybe if my kids in it or something and and maybe the, at that point then I'm I'm trying to help them them out, but I have a feeling uh I'll be pretty competitive with the with the kid to I'm going to be whipping his butt as long as I can and letting him yeah. know about it too. See, when I, when I think of that, it's probably a little different for me, but I've got, I don't know, probably four major matches that are within three hours of the house. So, like, even yeah. if I took a, even if I took a large step back, I could still shoot some fairly competitive matches and not, not be flying anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I don't have. I got to go a long ways for matches. Jeff, what about but, you? Well, obviously, uh, you're super motivated right now since you touch a gun like once a week. A couple times a week I touch it. <laughs> no, so for me, uh, like winning, winning is my motivation. Uh, so you think this is a like your approach right now is a good way to win? No. But because there's no opportunities to win coming up close, I have no motivation. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's my issue. Uh, 
there's there's no major matches coming up very soon and so there's very little motivation so i'm not doing much and that's all i want to do is like i want to win like i like getting better and seeing that i'm getting better you know but i like winning and beating people way more okay so does it count if it's in single stack if some no so like there has to be like like i'm gonna beat jeremy right so uh, yeah there needs there needs to be somebody there i want to beat down face stomp them like jeremy <laughs> you just you just want to like mud stomp me so bad at a match yeah pretty much uh <laughs> So that that's the problem with me, and I I can tell you right now uh, if if I like ever lose like that motivation, like I just get tired. I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about beating people anymore. Like you won't see me shooting matches at all anywhere. I will quit. I will quit the sport. Uh, I won't I won't spend any time on this. I I have way too many other hobbies that I would love to to take up, you know, if I lose uh, total motivation in this one, I'll go build my Jeep or do something else. I'm a hobby master. I love hobbies. Uh, so I can jump hobbies easily if I lose motivation. Yeah, I definitely have way too many hobbies, but yeah, but, the, but that's for me, it's a little bit different because like this, Shooting allows me not to be too hyper. Like I can relax in my other hobbies because uh, I don't expect to be like. I mean, like, like I love like fly fishing. Is I spend way too much time in my day like listening to fly fishing podcasts and fly fishing videos and stuff like that. But like because I have the competitive outlet of shooting, I'm able to just like enjoy fly fishing and I can just try to be good at it. But I don't. If I don't, if I'm not, that's okay. Um, and so that. That helps. What about you, Jason? You look something really alive. I don't. <laughs> oh, he he is alive. I I thought he might have passed out. Uh, I'm a he, hobby, he was uh, just taking his yeah. He was just taking his temperature. That's all. <laughs> I don't get it, but whatever. Look at the group chat. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Um. <laughs> I uh, I jump hobbies pretty easily. Um, I'm the same way. So um, for this sport, I, I just I want everybody wants to win. I think I, I think it's kind of hard to say you don't, but I think you guys would agree that winning is also like it has to be worth something. Just winning because nobody's at your level that doesn't matter. I don't think any of you guys go to a monthly match and when you win you you walk out and call somebody or you tell your wife or whoever and go like yeah, I won. I still have mom's score sheets put on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and I hope that doesn't sound rude to people that, you know, you may shoot against or I may shoot against, but um so I, and then if I win, if I'm shooting against someone and I since I'm shooting carry optics, if I went up to a match and shot against Max Michelle and Max Michelle's gun broke and I beat him, 
you're not going to hear me beating about beating Max Michelle. So, you know what I mean? And so for me, it really is more of a, I want to get better. I want to get better. And, and to answer your question, no, what I'm doing now is not how you get better. I'm wasting this time. Um, could totally be making gains right now because I still feel like at my skill level, um, I have got a lot more room to improve and I, I can see it. And, um, you know, maybe just thinking about that may motivate me, but so I want to get better. And yes, I do want to win. Uh, but I want to get better. If I go to a match and I shoot as good as I can possibly shoot, uh, and I still get beat, you know, Hey, um, that's what happens. It's going to happen. I don't care who you are. The best shooters in the world. They sometimes trade places and match and matches. A guy was just a little bit more on one day or, uh, just, you know, whatever. And, um, Assuming there's no beer problem. Nationals when Jared beat you? That's not what happened at Nationals when Jared beat me. Jared, well, Jared shot a better match. I mean, it was it was he's, a marathon. He's he's better. Yeah, okay. He's better. That makes sense. And and um, <laughs> well, I mean, no, you have to look at what happened. Jared shot a better match. Um, I was really I thought I did very very well the first day. Uh, had a had a mental error for some reason. I don't even know why. Never done this before. Haven't done it since. I forgot to chamber around. I was thinking of something. I, I try to replay that and go, what happened? I don't know what happened. And it was one where we, we had to go to a low port. And and for some reason, we all decided to go to this low port first, which was the wrong way to do it. And so now I'm down in this weird position, and I can't get a – and I'm trying to chamber around. And it was a not an easy position for my fat ass to get into. <laughs> and um, – so it took me it took me another two or three seconds to get around chamber because and I was trying to do it so fast that I kept messing it up. I kept messing up this chambering of the round. And well, that's you know, the that's only where, reason why Jared beat you then. No, no, shut up. It was a fluke. But, it was a fluke. No, no, no that was just one stage. Jared but no, Jared shot a better overall match. But anyways, um, so you got lucky. So speaking to that match. You know, the, I was pissed off. I was 16th overall. I, and I had some other stuff. I forgot a target on another stage um, and just had a couple of things. It was a I, – I, I've never shot more than two days in a row, and I think I've only shot like a two-day match like twice before Nationals, once or twice. And I think that was Area 4. So it just it, – I was a little wore down from having to be constantly like on mentally for seven stages – all day long for seven stages, three days in a row, and it, it got to me. But again, after that match, I wasn't pissed off that Jared beat me. I was pissed off that I made mistakes, and and that's what it boils down to me for me. Sounds like you're saying carry optics is a little bit of a light division. There's not much heat there. You made all I these mistakes, and still got 16. It's not what I said. I would say it. Well, I mean, you guys, I don't know. Personally, I think I'm actually a really good shooter. So um, I think I would have been eighth or seventh or eighth if I wouldn't have made the mistakes. But now that's also then you have to say, well, what are those other people? Give them their mistakes back, and then what? what it, okay, so yeah, you, that's why you can't play that game. But I think I'm a good shooter. So and maybe yo no, and and carry optics is lighter than say production, uh, and maybe even limited. I don't know, but um, you know. But I still think I'm a good shooter. I still, with all those mistakes, okay, let's look at it this way. I still shot 82, 83% of Max Michelle. So, you know. Boom. 18% is a lot. Not that that's super, it, that's not where I want to be. 
I would love that to, that first number to be a nine, um, so at least. That's class, right? Yeah. But that's typical of what people do at nationals. They shoot, you know, right? They don't, you know, the most normal humans don't shoot at nine GMs. You know, they don't shoot at 95%. Did either any of you guys shoot at 95% at nationals? There you go. Nope. Most importantly, I shot ahead of Jason. So basically. But he was better than you. I think I shot 95% of Jeremy. It's many mistakes I made, and y'all didn't shoot any better percentage-wise. Y'all suck. I think you're a great (laughs) shooter, Jason. I think you're great. I really look up to you and your coaching style the most. Yeah. I've I've seen that. (laughs) Yep. I've seen it. I'm going to go practice after work tomorrow. And I'm just going to repeat that in my head every trigger pull. Yeah, you have to. So I'm I'm going to actually call all of you guys out. I think you're all full of crap. Like, you're saying that, like, winning is what motivates you, and no, you're no, doing absolutely that. nothing. You're not you're not doing anything to win. Like, you're – so I don't – No, what? we're not motivated. Jeremy? Jeremy? I'm Jeremy? still what? practicing. Like, yeah. you're looking at you know, these guys who aren't doing anything. Well, yeah, you're kind of J- Jared. You're getting a little bit of the rod, like you're getting, a, like you're kind of getting lumped in with Jeff. But like, I mean, Jeff's like saying, "Hey, I'm all about winning, but I won't actually." Put, you don't want to win. You don't win actually want to win. Win what? Nationals si- single stack is scheduled for September 9th, right? That's way too far away. That's not that far away. Thanks, and there's guys that are there, there's guys that are train there's guys that beat you at last nationals that are training hard right now. So how are you going to not train and then get better and overcome them? I'm gonna show you. <laughs> show you. <laughs> You're gonna show me by not practicing. Uh, so I I just don't I don't believe that that winning actually motivates you that much. Well, you don't have to. It's my motivation, <laughs> not yours. But, hey, hold on, real quick though, uh, Jeff. Would you consider yourself an extremely competitive person? Like, regardless of what the activity is, you have an overwhelming need to win. No, not really. Jason, I just normally would you, consider, <laughs> would you consider yourself an overly competitive person? Like, would you trip your niece to win a foot race? No. I would let because my niece I would, win the foot yeah, race. Yeah, Jeremy, I would stomp her without tripping her. Would you consider yourself an overly competitive person? Would you trip your son to win a race? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, let's hold on a if I, if I had a teenage son, I would trip his ass to win the race. That's well, a different You'd have story. to. That'd be the only way yeah. you would beat him. But I would no. do it. But I would do it. No. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trip him. Like, I would just be better than them. I, I, I would win. It, it wouldn't be because I cheated. It would be because I'm better. That's what it would that's be. That's not the point. That's not the point Jared's trying to make. The, the point I'm trying to make is I think, Jeremy, you're probably like me in that if it wasn't this, you would have some other competitive outlet, some activity that you can win. I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to. Like one, one day at the office, someone was joking around, what am I doing when I quit shooting? Am I take up knitting or something? And my first question to him was, what can you win at that? Is there, is there a winner? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's if this... why eBay is so dangerous for me because, like, eBay is like you got you got a like this thing going on. It's like I want to win it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how expensive that, it is. I'm going to win high, it. It's kind yeah, of a high I'm going to win it. And it doesn't matter what it is. I I hate losing. I hate losing no matter what. Uh, 
I hope I hope my son is like 30 before he beats me in ping pong. Like, like I hope mm-hmm. I'm old and decrepit and can't move because I'm not gonna let him win. He'll have to I'm gonna it. I'm gonna come beat you in ping pong. Bring it. Gonna win. I'll you be guys ever sit there, sit back and go like, look, like I want to win, right? Okay, I do, but I also got to keep this in perspective. This is the most meaningless. I mean, it's 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 meaningless to win at. I mean, it's like. You don't get any. It's not meaningless, but it, you don't get anything at the end of it. It's to so you know you've heard people say to spend all day, every day, or all, a whole amount of time. I, one of you guys said it. Like run, we run around and spend thousands of dollars a year to do something that we're not that we're me, you know above mediocre, fairly good at, but we it pays out zero. You know what I mean? I Whereas, do like, not understand spend, that thought process. Yeah, I'm well, not trying like, to beat. Okay, I'm not trying to beat Nils, Jason. Jeremy, would you would you go around and practice uh, at your same level for revolver if you could uh, win though? No, revolver just doesn't interest me in any way. That's, so would, it's just a different level of that, is what I'm saying. You gotta I mean, if head. revolver was like if revolver was all there was, I mean, I guess some people would say that I am doing that because I'm doing it with single stack, and they basically say single stack is revolver. But uh, is. I don't I don't think that I don't think that comparison to revolver is necessarily a I don't think that's necessarily a fair comparison, but uh, if I was in bowling, like in a bowling league, I would be like doing whatever I had to do to win that bowling league. See, I would. But if you got really good bowling, you make a lot of money. uh, I would argue, though, that well, well, it's easy to be like in the grand scheme of things, it's meaningless if you're a national champion or not at shooting. I think that probably makes it a little more special, though, because you are purely doing it for yourself, like. Outside of a handful of people, you're not going to make a living doing this. You're going to spend more money than you make doing it. By far. And I didn't necessarily mean meaningless. I'm just, I use that word, but, um, you know, you do, you, what I meant by it is you got to do it for you. Um, winning, whatever you, you beating somebody at that match, when you drive to the airport and you tell them, yeah, I just won a match. And they're like, what's, what's that? And they're like, oh, cool. <laughs> they're going to think whatever you're talking about is stupid because they're going to think it's always, oh, it's, it's like, you know, bass tournament even again you'd win money at bass tournament see nothing nothing we do pays out but all these other things it sounds stupid to some people i haven't told any i mean like like i haven't like i mean i was fifth at the world last world shoot i haven't told anybody that i was fifth at the world shoot like oh well that's dumb i don't care about that like everybody's impressed by that i mean it's good thing my wife locked me down long time ago before i was a shooter all i'm saying Mm, amen amen (laughs) <laughs> yep if she had got you did you'd probably be hopeless by now <laughs> Jason weren't you I saying mean, earlier I, Jason yeah. didn't you say earlier in our group text some, some chick was dating you because you were so good at shooting <laughs> <laughs> he only had to pay her so much an hour yeah. she, well, she dated what me was her I was name so to start with a C and I paid her money <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was one of those two things Okay, we've been going for 47 minutes. Let's do a rapid fire and actually answer some of these questions uh, that we got on Facebook. That'd be good. So the question that I put up there was, what grinds your gears? We'll just start at the top and go work our way down. Uh, Jason Bradley says, is this supposed to be a question? Jason clearly does not have much intelligence between the ears, so... Yes. Mm. Any, any, any other responses to that? <laughs> Jason 
thinks he's funny and he's trying hard. Like, give him, give him a little credit. He's at least trying. Yeah. Hard. yeah. Good answer. More Good so, answer, guys. More so Good than answer. my shooting. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got another one. Newer shooters that do nothing but talk about what gun they have this week and what they're thinking about shooting next week. Okay, so I think that is people that have a different enjoyment out of sport. They got a cool gun, they want to go shoot it. They're not serious, they're not motivated to win. And that's okay, it's a just different participation level. Is that not what Jason does every week? Well, yes. He's monthly. <laughs> I'm going to find one some way to turn every one of these questions on Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I like to, be I, like to, I like to shoot different guns, man, in different divisions. It's okay. easy to explain. No, I mean, like, that. I mean, when, you, when you I see somebody it? like that, I just assume and know that they're not that serious about the sport. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you're, you're, you're not that serious about, like, really getting good at this. Okay, that's cool. So it doesn't bother you. You're just like, okay, that's that type of person. Oh, I, I mean, I I like people that put money into the sport, like buying guns and stuff like that. That just not, that does nothing but help us. So I'm all for it. There you go. What's funny about that is when I see that guy that does that, and we're talking about obviously not me. I'm like, dude, quit switching guns. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> the gun doesn't matter. Do not it, it change all, guns. I tell him that. Depends. I said, I do. I said, don't look at what I'm doing. Are. Stick with the same gun. Okay, next question. Uh, shooting podcasts. Back in my day, there were two, and one of them sucked. So did Ben's podcast suck, or did Triangle Tactical suck? Yeah, and what <laughs> were the two? So that's what I want to know. That's a great question. All great questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what the two were that he had. Uh, I don't know what the, like the two OG, like Firearms Nation. That's been around for a while. Oh, Steve Andrews has been around for a while. Hasn't Shooter's Mindset one been around a while? Yeah, Seeklander's had one for a long time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's talking, though, more specific on USPSA. So there's probably three. Triangle Tactical, Ben, and Steve. I think those are the oldest three USPSA ones. Oh, yeah. I I don't don't know which one didn't about ones named Hit Factor. I didn't know. I don't know which one didn't suck, honestly. I think um, he's just jealous because he's an essential employee and still has to go to work and drive around and not write tickets to anybody. Man, I can relate. Okay, uh, shooters who don't tape and reset. It's called um, a GM card. I think Jason. Thank was you. Thank one. you. <laughs> <laughs> I was called out by name by. Hashtag not my director. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can go uh, GM, baby. Unsolicited yep. shooting advice. I love to get it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you know the person, they like, they've asked you to give them advice, it's best to avoid it. I don't know, man. I will. It is hard for me not to go up to a newer shooter and, and explain to them, hey, you know, watch yourself when you do this. You could have gotten sent home or something like that. And it, it ain't always about getting sent home. It ain't always about that. But, uh, or, hey, your magazines are maybe you might have a better luck if you turn them this way. Uh, and maybe 
So I try not to. No, no, no. And I'm not talking about bullets out because that's better. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, so sometimes when we get with our with our local indoor match, we'll get new guys all the time, and the uh, one of our older guys will always if if they do something that just is really bad, like has a like teacup grip or something. The older guy, the older guy will always point to like me or Matt or somebody, be like, "Hey, hey, take him back to the safe area and kind of show him how to hold the gun." And most people are pretty receptive to that if they're like they're brand new and don't know anything. But I'm not going to go up to him and be like, "Hey, you have to hold the gun like this." Be like, "Hey, you might look at trying this." Yeah, I mean, I guess I see this. I see this on two different levels personally. Like one is like local local level matches. Um, I mean, for me, like at a local level match, like I'm running the match, like. I'm the best shooter, most accomplished shooter there. And it's not like a brag. It's just like, that's just the, it's just the reality of where I'm at. Um, And so like a little bit of his, yeah, you see somebody doing something that's maybe unsafe. I will always go and like take them aside privately and say, Hey man, like on this turn and draw, you really need to make sure like you, you keep it down range or, you know, you're, you're leaving your finger. Like I will always uh, tell somebody about a safety issue because I, I think that helps. But I mean, I would I think if you're a if you're a good shooter, like if you're one of the the better shooters at your match, and there's a, a newer shooter that's kind of a noob, that's like, I mean, I would think that they're probably kind of glad when you come talk to them. Um, I know, like I would have been a little bit intimidated just coming just coming not knowing anything. Like if a, if the good shooter came and talked to you and gave you pointers, you're like, okay, cool. Um, now, once I get to a level two, uh, I'm not I'm not talking to anybody about stuff. If they if they if they come and ask me, that's one thing. But otherwise, I'm not talking. They they've got it figured yeah. out at that point. So Good that, point. that does that does put an interest in this. So like I shoot with uh, like Matt all the time here locally, and you know Alexis is local as well. They're both they're uh, they're both very good. If one of them, if I shoot a stage and Matt goes, you know, tells me that something that I should work on, like. I'm gonna listen to Matt and you know. Well, you know Matt. That's, that's yeah. different too. So, yeah. So it, it is. It, it 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 varies so much. But I'd be. That's like Jason calling me up and being like, "Dude, you gotta but, think." Yeah, but like if so, if some random say somebody that's got a little bit of experience, so they're already classified, whatever division, pick one, or whatever classification, like they probably don't want unsolicited advice. Just go strike up a friendly conversation with them. If they ask you a question, answer. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the drift that this question was about safety concerns. Obviously, you want to address those. Uh, it, was, it was probably more about like, you know, hey, if you engage these targets left to right instead of sporadically, that'd be really great for you. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, so just mind. Just yeah. mind your own business. Um, next question, 380s. Move on. Who cares? Why? Well, Jason doesn't care. That's how I feel about it. What's the question? Oh, but what's that's the not question? a question. That's what grinds his gears, 380s. Yes, yeah. 380 brass pisses me off. You just throw it away when you find it in your... I normally don't find it until it's already completely loaded. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I'm referring to. It goes in a yeah. box on the reloading bench. When the box gets full, I take it to the range. I dump it in a little loaded ammo that didn't go off five-gallon bucket. Jeremy, you know some boomer will go out there and pull those bullets. Do 380s bother you, Jeremy? 
Uh, I mean, well, like, so I shoot on a on a private range, and so like, there's a there's a couple people that have access out there, and when they come and shoot like a box of three eighties, and I just get and they don't pick it up, that makes me really mad. But otherwise, like, it's it's a it's a mild inconvenience. Forty brass in your nine is far worse. It stops your press. You have to go like acknowledge it and fix it. It shouldn't even fit in the shell plate, but it just does. It, no, it doesn't. It gets clogged before it gets down to the shell plate. Well, yeah, but nine and forty is just as bad. That's what I just It'll said. Jack everything up too. Oh. You said forty and nine, but a nine and a forty will screw it all up too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. ROs that act like drill sergeants. Uh, stupid golf carts, ATVs, UTVs, driving up and down the range, kicking up dirt, and pulling into the bay, taking the only shade. I'm talking about you, Area 3. Oh, yeah. Wow. Woo! Somebody calling out Area 3 hard. Uh, you know, in, in ROs that act like drill sergeants. That's, that's the main one. I've only had a problem with an RO like maybe twice. Most ROs are are pretty nice people. I mean, I've not I've what had he said lots earlier. of problems with ROs, but uh, kidding. I mean, I have I'll have a problem with an RO. Pretty that's not uncommon for me, but I can get pretty heated at a match. Um, I, an RO like they're ROs are a problem whenever they feel like they have a mission. Um, they're to be there to be completely impartial, as impartial as possible. Um, and the good ROs are, the bad ROs aren't. Um, that's just that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah. you know, do you have something to say, Jerry? I, I was gonna say though, I think a little bit of it too. How how you, I think your perception of the ROs probably depends a little bit too on how the ROing is at your local match. Like, we, we shoot with a pretty regular squad, and, and nobody's getting away with anything. So, like, it, it's it's held pretty tight there. Oh, I'm sure I'm fine with it. It needs to all be fair. Uh, but, like, like okay, this well, this isn't what he's talking about. But, like, an RO that calls a – that has a – there's a double that's – it's clearly, like, way darker uh, than a normal grease thing like that. And they're like, nope, alpha mic or whatever it is. Uh, and they like once the the problem I have is with the ROs that once they've made that call, they feel a need to defend that call rather than actually like they want yes. like you know they won't even pull out the overlay or anything like that. It's like no, pull out your overlay and like you made the call, you made the initial call. That's fine. We'll call the RM over if we need to, and we'll call, and that's that's totally fine too if we need to do that. Um, but when they feel like they need to defend themselves rather than they want to defend themselves more than they want to get the store score right, uh, and that's that's problematic. Um, yeah, it is the, okay to reverse your call. Yeah, it is yeah, not. Nope. You're not a bad person. You're not dumb. You're not an idiot. You just, after a second look, more in depth look, you change your call. That's yeah. it's, that's all there is to it. Well, the yeah. last the last it, can, it can happen. Is what I'm saying. The last issue I had with Naro, uh, Jason was on my squad. It started raining. We were getting ready to shoot a stage. And when I was taking my gun cover off, they started shit talking about me handing them the gun cover or something. I'm trying to focus the shoot, and like they just would not shut up. And, like, yeah, until, that's until make ready. And, and you know, I, 
I let them know my dis- how unhappy I was with what they were doing. But on the same token, like, they didn't know. They, they're, they're shooting for a different purpose than I am. Like, they're just trying to have fun. So, this was that a major match? Yep. It was a state match. I was, yeah, so uh, actually, I was, no, I have a problem with that. Like, ROs have, like, they've got, like, nine commands that they can give, right? Is it nine? I can't remember exactly. But, like, they have a set number of things that they can say, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and they need to keep to that. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's their job. My, my guess is those two probably wouldn't do it again. They apologized. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'm glad you, glad you uh, let them know that what they were doing was inappropriate. So I want to give a shout out to uh, probably the coolest RO. It's not you, Jason. <laughs> Even though you were an RO. Very cool one. Uh, but there's an RO. <laughs> there was an RO. I don't know who, what his name is. Uh, but he has run Area 4 the last two years. The first year, 2018, he was on the stage with the bridge. You had to like jump up on the bridge and shoot. And then 2019, he was on the stage where you had to turn, load the gun, shoot the four poppers and the two activators. Like it was stage 10. Okay. That RO. Don't know his name. Don't know who he is. But he's really cool. He's cool as shit. I love that guy. Uh, super practical. Super nice. Super professional. Sometimes he wears Crocs. And he makes them cool. So there are some 29- really fantastic. It's amazing the difference that a, a really good RO makes in your experience on a stage uh, versus yeah. Yeah. one that's that, that's a codger. Uh, um, what's his name? You man, uh, yeah. the guy that plays the music. Uh, like like he's like you don't you go to his stage and you have fun. Uh, if he has to DQ you, like he will DQ you fairly if you if you have a safety violation. But man, he'll he will be. He will be sorry to have to do it because he hates to have to do it, um, but he he will do it if it if it's necessary. Um, and he like he always has good energy. Like you can tell. Like like I think I had him at like day three of of nationals this last year in St. George. Like it's just dusty and hot and nasty. And man, he brought the same energy on the very last stage that he did on the first stage of the match. Uh, and, and good ROs like that are really what make this sport uh, can be really enjoyable. Um, yes. you go the other direction, the sport can be miserable. Well, that brings up a good point, too. Like, uh, area and, like, national matches, you'll see a lot of the same ROs at those. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are some ROs that can make it miserable, but if you're not one of those ROs, you're, like like Jeremy was saying, your, your energy and positive attitude goes a long way and definitely not unnoticed for sure so thank you last that might have been the last question uh golf carts and atvs and utvs let's bother you uh like for ro's using them and stuff or if someone really needs one no but i've noticed a recent trend of some local matches where a bunch of people started bringing them and you just you just end up with too much shit running around the range. You have all these people driving their UTV for the 50 feet from one bay to the next, and they take up all the parking with their trailers and shit. Like, it's not 
terrible at the locals, but then when you start adding like a major at the local range, like it needs to stop. Unless you truly have a health condition that makes you need it, there's no reason to bring it. Yeah, I've had a couple experiences with it. Like, I mean, one, like uh, St. George, everybody in St. George owns an ATV of some kind because they're all off-roading everywhere. Um, and and St. George is a pretty big range. Uh, so when you got it, when you're running up and down, you're making calls and stuff like that. Uh, I get that. Like, I wish some of them would uh, slow down a little bit because um, sometimes they're coming around a blind corner or something like that. And I've seen people almost get run over. Oklahoma, like a kid, like, like a guy was like driving it like with on his phone and like took out like a carport and he like ran over a kid or something like it was. Is it the Tiger King? Uh, I think I think it was Tiger I think, been, cool. I think it's one of the Tiger King's like nephews or something like. Um, but yeah, that was that was a pretty bad deal. But then I I did have an experience with the, I had a competitor at Eighth Area Three I think it was this year uh, that. Um, Probably had a bit of a legitimate excuse to have a golf cart, like was an older competitor. Um, but I will try to not shoot with this guy again because at Area 3, he would take his golf cart from, from bay to bay, and that's fine. Like, like there's plenty of room in Area 3, but then he would park it underneath the shade. And so, like, <laughs> his, his golf cart was taken up, like, two-thirds of the shade, like, in every single bay every time. And somebody asked him to, like – and he took it up so that you couldn't walk in from like that side. Like it, it made like, and somebody asked him to move his golf cart. He's like, no, I'm leaving it there. It's like, okay. Like, like your wow. golf cart has its own shade on it. Uh, this was like, area so, three, area three. It's kind of a, yeah, that was area three. Hmm. Uh, you know, mm, it, I'm wondering if that's who was getting called out here. And the, the other side of it too is whenever, uh, whenever the ROs are running around from like area three, that's a, the range is just long from one to the other. The bays aren't like stacked yeah. back to back or anything. If you're on the last bay, about half the time, an RO will drive by before you're back and give you a ride if you're going all the way to bay one. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I'm actually all for them is for staff and, and people that need them as competitors, assuming that there's not that, that, that there's not a need where there's so many of them running around. I will say this. Um, be as much as you can if you're on one is be kind of aware that you know when you pull into that bay if you're whatever you're on is making a lot of noise there's somebody that may be shooting and if you zoom in on something that's making a lot of noise most of these don't make too much noise so it's really not a non-issue but yeah. it's just something to think about I've, I've seen people make make an issue uh, on two different things one of them was a four-wheeler that they were shooting and they heard you know, coming in the bay, and I don't know if it really messed them up, but they made the comment. And and then something else I, I heard at Nationals, um, I wasn't going to even bring this up, but I'll go ahead and, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll bring it up now. The, the the bay with the music, somebody was on the bay across from that doing, and they had a problem with the music. They were telling me. Because it was loud. It's not that loud. It's in like a little portable <laughs> hey, speaker. It's not that. It's not. I'm just that telling loud. you. You have to ask the question of like, what bothers you is one thing, and what bothers someone else, you know. I, I didn't have an opinion on it because it's like, oh, did they it bother somebody? The it bothers somebody. Bother them? It bothers. What? What'd you say, Jared? Did the gunshots on the next bay over bother them also? 
Hey, yeah, guys, they're I'm just way talking. louder than that music is. Well, I thought they had a good point, assuming since, since from the situation that it bothered them. It was I, I music where they could hear point. it was Inner Sandman or something like that, and it's like. They're like, I'm trying to do a walkthrough here. And they weren't even shooting. They were trying to do a walkthrough. And they're like, I can't fucking concentrate because all I want to do is fucking sing the song. It was, so it was kind of more of a joke. But I'm just telling well, you, they, hey. They need, but, you know, they need they, mental focus then. Well. Yeah, they, they need but to work someone on can that. also say. So can I give a, like, can I give a, go ahead. Hold on a second. Let me finish this one last thing. Someone can also say, we don't need to, to play freaking music at the, the, the matches. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they were. Completely wrong. That's just my opinion. Sounds like a fud to me. Is like, I mean, that's yeah. Just, what a fucking like, boomer. What a boomer. <laughs> like, like that's the most boomer take ever. Uh, <laughs> well, so I will I mean, say I this on on. Go, go ahead. Well, let's go going... real quick. If you're if you're playing golf, you don't want somebody fucking talking in your backswing. I'm just. Yeah, Are we playing know? freaking golf, boomer? Is this I'm golf? You, like, come on now. I'm telling you. Hey. <laughs> Hey, do y'all know what, or y'all don't know, but uh, Jay, Jason's nickname <laughs> in the, in our group chat is Boomer Doesn't Understand. <laughs> so we renamed everybody. Everybody's got a name in the chat. Oh my gosh, that's a good Boomer one. Everybody so else I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a really maybe like, I may offend people, like this may be a real unpopular take, but I'll just, it's late, so I'll yeah, you, if you, you need a golf to get from stage to stage, Henry. Wait, start over. Start over. Oh, okay. So, uh, this is this is gonna sound so bad. That's okay. I don't mind. Good. If you Good. need a golf cart to get from, stage, then probably like you can't walk like stage to stage. Then maybe it's time to give the sport up. Like, if you got to have a golf cart, then then maybe you shouldn't be running around with a gun. It's generally not a very long walk from stage what if to you're stage. Just use, what if you're just using it as like a way to conserve energy, though? Uh, then, again, then we have competitive like, equity. If you if you can't walk from stage to stage, like without having a golf cart, then yeah, I, I don't, I don't, th- I don't see that we need to be handing that stuff out. Like it's not that far. And usually, anytime there's a range where there's a huge, a huge walk, they might provide like a, a train or something like that that'll that'll give you a ride from like like walking from one bay to the other. Like you can't do that. Uh, let's come on now. Like, well, look look at any this of the is nationals. An athletic sport. Look at any of the nationals you shot this year. Like uh, at Universal, you go from one side to the other, and you're in a section, so you're you're furthest. Walk between bays is what maybe a hundred yards, two hundred yards. I think a hundred oh, be the like, max. And it's, yeah. it's about it's probably close to the same out at St. George, except on the backside where they're all in one row. It's a little farther walk from one end to the other, but it's not a bad walk. No, and you're like sitting down in between, like, and it's a half day, like. Come on, like I'm so sorry. You should be able to do that. I told you this is gonna be unpopular. Jeff is real uncomfortable. He don't like this. No, I'm not not uncomfortable. I would. Would Jeremy really? If that's your opinion, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. 
Okay. Is he, he wants these people that can't get around to stop shooting and yeah. invest in a Reed custom pistol. Yeah. I'm cool with that. You can buy a golf cart. You can buy a gun from me. Like, buy a gun from me. <laughs> That's better. All right. That concludes our question and answer and everything in between. Thank you so much. If you made it this far in the you episode, a million dollars. you are the MVP, and you can go collect your prize, uh, which is stopping by the Facebook page and saying what's up. Anyway, <laughs> anybody have any closing remarks? In this then, where Joe Exotic says, like, hello, all you cats and kittens or something like that? Or see you, cats and kittens? That's that bitch Carol Baskins. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>